You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Lamgoat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is good? Welcome to this episode of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. We are sitting, or I am sitting, I should say, with Stin and Luther of the Oklahoma bass sludge weird metal band <laughs> chat pile. Welcome to the show, boys. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing thanks. well. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so let's get it right. Let's get right into it. I know I just kind of gave you the overhaul of like the podcast and what it's about, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's loosely based on music. But let's dive into some music talk right away, because uh, you guys are a relatively newer band. Uh, you know, in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, you kind of jumped on the scene with uh, Chat Pile uh, out there in Oklahoma. So um, you know, it's a, a very unique kind of style and a very unique you know sound. So. I just wanted to kind of dive into where that came from and how you guys came together as a group because you only have like a handful of years underneath your belt. Yeah, so uh, the way we, we got together as a band is uh, we've we've all been friends for a long time. Like uh, our drummer, Captain Ron, is actually my brother. So I've known him since, you know, I've been alive basically. <laughs> and then uh, our, our vocalist, uh, Reagan Bush, I mean, we've been really close friends for 20 plus years at this point. And then uh, I've known Luther for, I mean, going on, it's been getting years. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so, we went through my cousin, the two of us, and that kind of, we, we started playing, it was like board game night, and then we have a love for lots of, for bad movies and stuff, and it kind of morphed into a bad movie night, because it's easier to hop in and out of that than a, a board game night, right. you know, it's, when, especially, you know, it's, it's, it's an easier commitment, and uh yeah, we just kind of, neither of us had played in bands for a while. Uh, Stin, you can talk about found footage a little bit, but we, you know, we, you, you, he was in a previous band, and I'd been in some bands, and both just kind of taken time off from music. It had been a few years for me since I'd really even, I wasn't even really playing guitar at home, really, even at all, just even doing anything. And then, I don't know, we just kind of had the idea to jam because we liked a lot of the same stuff and, you know, kind of had linked up that way. And, uh, tried it out and i always think it's funny that one of the first baseline things that i mean literally the first thing we ever jammed was uh one of our more popular songs is called dallas beltway mm-hmm. and like the kind of the the verse riff baseline stin just had that and i played like a completely different guitar part over it but we were like you know what this sounds pretty fucking cool we could probably start a band maybe and then that was literally it like it was very low stakes like it was kind of just yeah, let's hang out in fact, one of the reasons we like kind of rushed to put an EP out is because we're like, ah, we're just gonna play some local shows, so we need like a recording that we can, you know, give to people to <laughs> let us like tag on to whatever local. Yeah, stuff. we didn't spend a lot of time on those first two EPs. Oh, I, I mean, they're both written at the same time. They came out a few months apart in like right. May and November of 2019, but those songs were all written at the same time and really, really fast. Just because, I mean, yeah, we just wanted to write some stuff and play some shows just because it seemed like something fun to do since we, you know, hadn't been in band. Well, the other part of it too is that like, uh, so, you know, like we're kind of like men on our own islands in terms of our music taste amongst all our friend groups and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Peter and I are like definitely the metal guys. And yeah. so, and that's kind of like how we, we bonded we, over that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why we wanted to start playing music. Cause we're just like, man, you know, we've been playing in bands off and on for years, but we don't get to like indulge our like metal stuff because nobody, yeah. So we're like, well, I guess we need to start a band. <laughs> so yeah, pretty like, much. Cause... So is this like your first attempt at like something sounding like what Chat Pile sounds in the metal realm? Or is it just something that you kind of, you know, started messing with and then like this is the sound? Or is it intuitive of like Oklahoma City's current 
you know, scene too. I, I mean, who knows? I don't, I'm not out there. So. Definitely. Absolutely. No, on that side. <laughs> I could, I yeah, ask, the music you know, scene there's a, is, maybe there's a movement or something. Yeah. The scene, the scene's cool here right now, but it is a lot of like hardcore and, and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there's a, a strong like shoegaze scene here right now. Go figure guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a lot of, but I, it's really, it's the, yeah. When we first started the band, though, I would say like the flavor of everything here was like maximum rock and roll style, like, you know, DIY punk hardcore kind of stuff. So, yeah. okay. And then like the, the band I was in before Chatpile kind of had like leanings of some of the stuff we do because it's like I was also on bass and then we had the same drummer. And so it's very much like kind of noise rocky rhythm based type music, but it definitely doesn't go as like hard as Chatpile does or yeah. tries to. <laughs> Guitar and vocals are way different in yeah. that as well. It's it's kind of more like failure adjacent, yeah. Uh, like, which I like. My my question was, is this like your you know? Well, I guess it was based on this thought. Was is this your first like dabble into this as something as this heavy? Whereas you guys might have been in bands prior, but it may have been more rock oriented. You know, where, yeah. with that main mis- midwestern sound that is so prevalent, kind of in the uh, you know in your area. Oh, for sure. And there is a band actually from here called Train Dodge. It's like been around since the 90s that definitely have that like Midwest kind of like, I don't I, I don't even know what to call Like noise rock isn't the right word, but you know, that kind of like really rhythm driving indie rock kind of sound that's very Midwestern, you know? Yeah. But they're, kind of, they're like the only band around here that's like that. Uh, for the most part, things things seem seem to kind of like pick a side of the fence, you know, at least in terms of like underground DIY type music. And yeah. then, like, uh, as far as like, yeah, the music we've made, it's like not not for lack of wanting to be in heavy bands. It's just there's not really a ton of people around to <laughs> to get to, to grab, grab people through. Yeah, yeah. I pl- I played in like I played in like a mathcore band. I lived in Buffalo, New York for a while, and I I did some stuff like that out there. And I, that's always kind of the stuff I wanted to play. Like I like botch a lot, and yeah. like I I kind of wanted to play stuff like that or stuff like cursed just really or really kind of noisier but still rhythm forward like hardcore stuff uh but then yeah when i moved back here i just couldn't really find anyone to play with and especially drummers drummers are just really hard to find and i could find you know other people to maybe play guitar with and stuff but i don't know because i could just never find like people that are like a rhythm section to play with or yeah. people that are were compatible writing with me at least in oklahoma city so yeah, this is the first thing like this that I've really tried in Oklahoma City. I mean, it's a lot of riffs that we've all had over the years, too. I know that this, like, especially some of those first EPs were stuff that, you know, both of us had had for a long time and previous things. Like, oh, this, I wanted to, you know, make a song like this in this other band and it never got recorded. And, you know, we'll use that riff here. And so, so that's, you know, that stuff gets mined, but yeah. Definitely the first try at hey, let's do like a Jesus meets corn type thing. I've never really, you know, actualized yeah. that until like so, we were kind of talking love, about what we like. Yeah, you know, I'd love to be in like a death metal band or something, but I'm just not that good. Yeah. At, you know, so I yeah, think, same. That, that was my next. My next kind of two questions were like, well, how did the planets align finally after all these years for you guys to find the right culmination of people? Even though it's just I, there's only four of you, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like, and you're and you guys are like half what you know, half of what you need in a band. You you technically only need three people if you can find a vocalist <laughs> out of three of you guys. Yeah. You know, the planet somehow aligned where you know, there's four of you guys out there in Oklahoma. Finally, you guys, you know, all find each other. But where did you guys kind of find that signature sound that you guys have? You 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 just mentioned like corn and a couple of like jesus lizard and like yeah those are like clearly in the mix but i yeah you know when i also hear it i also hear other kind of like early hardcore band like converge and stuff like that and yeah like you know a little bit of that in the fold too so you know what i guess we'll, well break into two parts like how did the planets align first <laughs> well you're kind of hitting on like a big part is that it, it, it does have all that stuff in it and it's just because we all have such eclectic taste you know and it's like none of us going into this ever we're like oh we're going to be this type of band we're going to be a hardcore band or a death metal band or a noise rock band or whatever it's just kind of like let's just kind of feel it out and see what works for us and like really lean into all the different elements of these music that we like that and and maybe try to make something kind of new out of it you know like we sort of stole the drum tone from god flesh 
you know, um, the, the, the kind of thematic stuff is sort of borrowed from like the noise rock world of like, you know, big black and Jesus mm -hmm. lizard and that kind of thing. And, and then, yeah, there's kind of some bouncy corn riffs and all that kind of, you know, and then, yeah, there's all the, the, the tuning too. Cause I know that we definitely were just like, no matter what we did, I wanted to play in a really low tuning. Cause I mean, that was kind of like even more, it wasn't just necessarily like mentioning bands, but it's like, I knew I we were just like, we want to play something super low, but also what if we did kind of like a noise rocky thing, but it is in that lower kind of metal tuning as well. That 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 was more just kind of the initial thought. And then I just play sloppy and play all my strings at once. So, and just kind of let Stin do be very like bass forward. So I don't know, it just kind of like that sound just kind of came naturally just from the way that both of us play. Like he plays very riffy actually on, on bass and then, I like to be, you know, kind of sloppy and stuff. So it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of works I, for I it. I pretty much exclusively play riffy, which yeah. is like, like to the detriment of anyone who's had to play guitar like alongside me because uh, <laughs> you know, it's hard. Like I'm not really following the guitar ever. It's almost always the other. I yeah. And I don't like riffs. So <laughs> I just want to play fucking, you know, like just all my strings at the same time. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this and give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, lambgoat, or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I mean, sorry, going back to like kind of the beginning of the question there, it's like uh, we, it's not so much that we had any particular idea in mind. We just kind of found this, the sound, you know, and I think it's kind of weird. Like I could never imagine like forming a band and being like, we're going to sound exactly like this. We're going to sound exactly like Bolt Thrower or whatever. Yeah. Like I just can't imagine like, uh hyper focusing or even wanting to waste your time doing that it's like why not just kind of like create something new you know and then as far as like the confluence of events like i mentioned earlier where you know we've all been friends forever so it's really just kind of like lightning in a bottle just like luck um that said reagan our singer i mean he's he's done like kind of more like indie singer songwritery experimental lo-fi type stuff for 20 years and we you know not only is he a buddy of ours but we know that he has a very unique vocal style that we thought would translate really well to the type of weird stuff we were doing and he was game you know and mm -hmm. and like it's been a long running joke with me and Raygun for like years where we wanted to start some type of like fake big black type band you know because we would make up fake lyrics for that kind of thing all the time we're like well i guess we can do this in real life now finally mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean i i, I want to bring Reagan up but he's obviously not here so I don't necessarily know how in depth we can get with like maybe you know the answers you guys provide but um, you brought up his vocal style and clearly when you listen to the record or in you guys' material you can clearly uh, you know he stands out very very much mm, yeah um, do you guys know where, where that came from or is that something that he's like purposely doing with this particular outfit because like you said he's done some other projects and other kind of genres before so no, that's that's kind that's, of his style. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics and stuff, obviously he's writing like characters and it's not necessarily autobiographical and stuff. Like sometimes people try to get a little too autobiographical. Like they think it's more autobiographical than it is. But it's like, you know, it's, we're, we're making, you know, some there can be some of that in there, but it's like, you know, it's it's like horror movie type stuff, you know. Got you. Uh, but I don't know. He, uh, beyond that though, I mean, I mean, that, that's who he is you know he's not he ha he is from ponca city oklahoma he, he's not putting on an accent or anything you know like that's yeah and it's is what's crazy too 
uh, Luther, I don't know if you've ever, like, if this happens to you now, but, like, being so ingrained in the music, when I'm just hanging out with him and he starts talking, I'm like, oh, it's like, he's, it's like I'm listening to a chat pile right <laughs> <laughs> I have not had that, no. I'm not disassociating that hard yet. Uh, uh, maybe, in other ways. maybe in other ways. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely him. Now, like, you know, his older material, you know, like I said, has more of, like, an indie kind of vibe to it, but, like, he still applies that kind of, like, unorthodox vocal style to that type of music and i would highly recommend like yeah randy rules on bandcamp randy r-u-l-z dot bandcamp.com is his uh that's some of the more recent stuff like if you yeah stuff like from like when he's in his early 20s and stuff it's just as crazy and like definitely worth people hunting down and it's all out there too if you like dig deep enough uh to listen to it but it's going to be different than chat pile like there's definitely not like a metal band behind them or anything it's it's more eclectic than that so yeah you guys touched a little bit on the diy nature of like you know just what you guys are into and obviously the band um a lot of uh your stuff whether it's video or content is pretty diy as well even including some of the videos you guys made for your uh full-length debut god's country um do you guys do you guys want to continue that going forward as the band grows? Because you guys are growing at, you know, a, sim- a somewhat fast rate. You guys are doing festivals and stuff and playing more shows, getting mm-hmm. more offers here and there. So, like, you may not have time to do as much DIY, but what do you what do you feel on that keeping the mainstay of the band or keeping that as a mainstay yeah. of the band? To me, it's like a, it's a, a decisive aesthetic choice that fits along with kind of uh the the sort of artistic mission of the band you know um i i think if we ever started doing stuff that looked really slick it just wouldn't work or let me walk that back it's not like i'm opposed to ever doing anything like that it would just we'd have to actually kind of pivot what we're trying to accomplish musically and as a project in in my mind even with the videos though i mean because we don't make the videos in the band like we you know we've just found people usually locally like friends in oklahoma or people have reached out to us to make videos like more of the diy stuff for us is like you know we record all of our own music and austin or austin <laughs> mixes it and uh we yeah so it, it it's more like that type of stuff because like the videos are cool and i like shout outs to uh will mecca who just did a recent video for us uh for uh, a song cut that's on a split that's coming out with nerver and uh, that definitely captured our aesthetic a lot. And I mean, those people are doing it in like a DIY way. But yeah, we're not we're not filming those ourselves, though. You know, but I mean, uh, they're all people that are in like a the, the scene, yeah, broader DIY scene. Yeah, know? yeah. Like yeah, for us, it's like definitely a thing that I want to keep doing is recording our own stuff. I, I think that has definitely been a, you know, a, a strong suit for us. It's, it's, it's allowed us to at least work the way we want to work too, just cause we don't have to really, uh, you know, be beholden to, mm-hmm. uh, studio time or the money that studio time right, right, uh, entails right, right. or any of that kind of stuff. So it's, just, it was more just that, like we, when we were starting the band, we weren't like wanting to spend money on a studio because who gives a shit about our band so why not <laughs> yeah, just yeah. record it in f- with like free reaper on a 10 yeah. year old iMac because the, why why would we ever spend money on this yeah. you know so that has uh, I, I'm going to ask about maybe where some of the secret sauce comes from on because you guys are doing your own stuff in house is there something that you kind of stumbled upon that is kind of like and again you don't have to give me the full details on any of this but is there anything that you've kind of stumbled upon doing it yourself uh within these free you know plugins or anything like that that maybe has lent itself to being a a big uh you know not influence but a big reason to the like chat pile sounds a certain way as to like why it sounds like that I could go on forever about that. Yeah, that's mainly you (laughs) because you you are effectively our sound engineer for the band. Yeah. So my here's the thing is I also do not mind giving away the 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 secret (laughs) sauce because I would love for more bands to run run away with the concept. Not to put any like engineers out of business or anything. There's still definitely. Uh, need for that. <laughs> plenty of people, you know, have problems with our production as well. <laughs> you know, it's, like, you know, it's not for everybody, definitely. But uh, here are like a few things that I've learned. First off, I'm completely untrained, and I'm sure any like real engineer who listens to our records can hear that in spades, and it drives them crazy. 
Um, but the real trick is that we use an e-kit to record the drums, which cuts out the need for about 10 microphones and a lot of know-how. <laughs> so, so we have a lot like, a you know, uh, Ron drums live. In fact, what you're hearing is us, all the three of us playing at the same time. Like those takes are live takes. There's no yeah, we play it all the way through. Yeah, at least once. So there's at least a guitar, bass and drum track that is a single take with no cuts mm -hmm. at all on every single song we've ever done and then i do guitar overdubs and then vocal overdubs happen uh but yeah so it's very tedious to write like that i like writing like that but it's just we definitely play a song like five thousand times to try and like get the perfect un you know uh bass take you know to put the rest of the stuff on uh but yeah the e-kit makes it kind of easier because we can play all we don't have you know we have bleed but since that's just going through midi into our um interface it's like it has that drum machine sound but it's since it's obviously played in real time and then we don't quantize it after the fact either it's just we just let it be how it was played like it just kind of it's a sloppy drum machine sound because it's a real person playing it but it definitely has helped to not have a billion mics and have to isolate we can all be in the same room at the same time yeah. and stuff so it's a small room at that and yeah we, we don't use a click um, and then, uh, you know, what's cool also with the eco is you can take those samples and you can manipulate those. So that's like I mentioned earlier, like trying to get that kind of industrial God fleshy sound, like we purposely manipulate the drum samples to sound kind of fake so that you get that cold kind of tone, um, to them, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then what I would say as far as like plugins and all that stuff goes, I use barely anything. Um, just the most simple compression and eq and that is it uh, a little bit of reverb on the vocals and that's like that's literally it and then uh you know mastering obviously helps a lot and we do pay someone to do that because yes beyond our realm and you know we <laughs> need someone to come clean up the mess i've made uh <laughs> with the mix or whatever what are some of the uh, we like have, you, have you had feedback from some of the mastering you know people that you've used for mastering along the way that they've been like hey man we mainly have used one person too usually we've had a couple but jared from uh from orphan donor and out of, out of the philly area really cool person insanely good drummer and uh yeah uh we found him through uh Stin and i have a, a shared interest in jesus peace and they had a uh one of their eps was produced by him and so we liked how that sounded so we just kind of cold after we had the uh first literally the first ep uh recorded and pre-mixed uh we sent that to him and yeah he did that and the second ep and god's country and and tim killer also right he did that as well and he's never once complained to me about how that he did, <laughs> did email me a tip not too long ago about how to uh help cut down on the sibilance a little bit in the vocals because there are a lot of sharp s's and i'm like yeah thank you i need help with that <laughs> oh but yeah we've mainly just worked with him uh, interesting yeah. well so not as much uh, you know he hasn't given you as as much uh criticism or feedback that you, you know you've like hey you gunk this up you should do this next time or this is he's shit. always been very nice he's yeah. just always just like this fucking rocks <laughs> like he's yeah. always, it's always very complimentary and i'm like that makes me feel good <laughs> every time i turn something into him I, I feel like it's like at work when you turn in like a project or something and like you're like well this is going to get torn apart you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no doesn't he's always uh very stoked on it you know interesting you mentioned yeah, art... that... i'm sorry go ahead finish whatever you have oh no so that, that's it that's it okay uh you mentioned art project in uh a couple minutes ago as as referring to the band and stuff like that um, what is the overall goal for as an art project? Because I want to get into some of like the aesthetic stuff that we've kind of brought up a little bit. So, uh, what is the overall goal? And you know, do you still see it as an art project, or is it more like a band now? Yeah, I definitely see it as like an art project for sure. And like for me, and I know you know to for Raygun to some extent too, because we talk about that sort of stuff in depth. Is like, you know, we definitely want to capture the vibe the kind of like darkness of the american southern plains and midwest uh in a way that maybe other bands have not been able to do that before um you know we, we try to be kind of unique in our voice to that extent and we also try to tie in sort of the other you know like the album art and 
t-shirts we make and the videos all that stuff we try to be kind of like in the realm of that sort of concept you know and and even when we bring other people on board to help us out with either art or um you know videos things like that we try to talk to people who understand that vision you know to a certain extent but um I would say that's kind of the abridged explanation of kind of what we're trying to achieve with that, you know. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. When we first, like I said, when we first started the band, it was just to have fun and stuff. And just, I hadn't been creative in a while. And I guess didn't hadn't either. And it kind of just has snowballed into more and more. So, you know, I like it. I know that we've all talked about, like, since this has gotten bigger and it's looking like we're going to be, like this is something we can do full time uh i know we want to do like other stuff as well like try other things and not just you know necessarily put out just like chat pile album one chat pile album two like we're making we're writing a second album right now but i know we want to like you know if we have more free time and we're not working day jobs why not make some weird noise stuff or try our hands at some other stuff i know not to give away all our secrets but we're we've been talking about you know maybe fucking around with some other like non chat piley stuff at all, you know, kind of psyche stuff maybe, mm. or switching instruments, do doing, you know, Separate trying different together, stuff. Separate project. Yeah, but 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 with the same members, right, you know, right, just right. and like, and we can, you know, just different things because that that's always been the biggest inhibitor for me is just like having, you know, we've all had like day jobs and stuff, and it's not, you know, if I had, <laughs> if I just had, so, you know, money and didn't have to work all the time, it would be a lot easier to make art all day and try different things. And so <laughs> thankfully now it's looking like we're getting into a position to where uh, it's going to be like more stable income for us to be able to do this. And so, uh, yeah, I hope we, it can be more, you know, broader, just art stuff as well. And not just, you know, uh, the one thing. Time is time is definitely our biggest enemy. Like we yeah. we not the most prolific band at all, but it's because we just have too much going on in our real lives to dedicate what we have. I, I feel like all the ideas and the creativity is, is there, um, but just the the physical ability to get together and like execute the ideas is not. So um, hopefully, if we can get to a position where that is the case, then we could kind of expand sort of the idea of what chat piles about and show different sides of the band you know which i feel like we've done a little bit already with like you know the the 10 killer soundtrack and then mm-hmm. um kind of the, the more like mellow songs that are on the split that we that we're putting out with nerver um but i think there's a lot more in us and and a lot of uh different ideas to explore that we just haven't had the time to get to do you are you still uh, is scoring films and doing that kind of work something you're going to continue in the future, or did you just have that opportunity at the one time with the Tin Killer? Uh, just that one for now, but we would definitely do it again. Yeah, if it, out to us. Anytime this uh, comes up, I'll say it again. If any real filmmakers that make movies that people see want uh, uh, us to score their thing, please, yeah, absolutely. Extremely interested. That would be awesome. Cool. Uh, uh, I had a blast doing that. It was definitely way different than how I've ever tried to write stuff before. Uh, and it was awesome. And I would love to do more of it. So Yeah. Um, and not before we get too far ahead of ourselves, um, where did you come up with the aesthetic and the art of the direction for like the uh, album cover and like the EP covers? And it just, you seem to have like a one color kind yeah. of you, you go with one color and then you kind of just stick with it for the entire like you know time frame with that project yeah. or with that piece of work so the inspiration uh because i because i'm the one who does the layouts for that stuff and t- it takes the pictures and stuff um as far as like the photo part of it, it you know the inspiration just kind of comes like i said earlier about just that very particular type of like ugly americana <laughs> yeah every piece of art cover art that we've used has been within a three four mile radius of where ever, all of us live and where we practice and stuff that, it's all just not even be too far like yeah that. it's just a couple it's just that part of the city it's just all the stuff around where everyone we know is and yeah that's the the cover of god's country is the county jail yeah uh 
and the power transformer there. That's just on Classen, which is one of the main roads in OKC. Has that any- was very different for, for that album in particular because we, you know, the album's pretty political and uh, we kind of wanted to embrace that by including a picture of the jail uh, on our album cover because it is one of the most notoriously terrible jails in all of America <laughs> where you know dozens of people, inmates die every single year. Um, it's falling apart. And their solution, by the way, was just to build a bigger, newer jail down the street. So yeah, um, that's happening. So <laughs> congrats to us for yeah, a new monolith. But yeah, it's but, just I don't know. it's just it definitely the other ones too, it's just kind of whenever we, it's like you know it when you see it like there's just sometimes it'll be like an area we see in town and i you know we'll just be like maybe we should go there and take some pictures there or something there's just that something about it when you're just seeing like an oil derrick next to like you know a, a strip mall next to a you know jack in the box it's just like this is this is what we're talking about yeah. this is i don't know this is where we're from it's Middle this, Americana, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just the reality of like true americana it's like not it's not dudes playing wash tubs, you know, Mumford and Son regalia or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like it's endless strip malls that are crumbling and infrastructure that's falling apart and that kind of thing, you know. And and that's really what we're trying to capture with that stuff. On the layout side, um, you know, I've again, it kind of goes back to like uh, some of my more like art rock leanings of, of stuff that I like. Um, I, I'll just fully admit to like more or less kind of ripping off the layout of uh, there, there's a band. Um, they only had one EP in the, the 80s called Uzi, and it's uh, featured uh, Thalia Zadik from uh, Live Skull and Come. And uh, the, uh, the EP is called Sleep Asylum. It came out on Homestead Records, and it's just, I think it's like an Egon Shile painting or something like that, but it's a painting in a rectangular formation with tons of blank space around it and then their logo at the top. And it's like perfect, perfectly balanced, beautiful. I'm just like, well, why can't a heavy band do the same thing? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, it sticks out and it's great. I mean, I like the uh, direction of it. Um, and, you know, it's the logo fits nicely up there. I'm looking at the cover now, but the logo fits nicely up there with the, you know, little bit more burnt orange uh whatever color you want to call that brown. bronze or yeah, something whatever it, we definitely did the it was a choice as well i mean it was i don't want to say a joke but when we were first starting the band too when we were trying to think of like oh we need like a logo or something i was just like what if you know definitely Stan and i were like we should definitely do a blob like some sort of stupid ass like death metal black metal yeah blah because even though we're not playing that music i just i don't know we like logos like that and even if we're not playing music like that it just we just thought it looked fucking cool and especially mixed with the type of like framing and art that we do it just makes it kind of i don't know i think it stands out i think it makes people curious as to what it's going to sound like at all uh, uh, and that was it, very deliberate too is like we wanted like i i mean i know we're not like a traditional extreme metal band but like we have extreme elements and there's definitely like tonally uh, that exists, you know, so I don't think it's like stolen valor to have like a- <laughs> <laughs> um, But I do like the idea of mixing it up enough to where like if you look at it and you see these elements juxtaposed together I want it to be a little confusing like so that maybe your curiosity is sparked by like what the fuck is this, you mm-hmm. know What are the next colors coming up for the next, you know, oh, we're not that color? we're not there yet that far in fact i stress all the time about like what the hell am i going to take a picture of <laughs> <laughs> well you know for you you can just go outside like you guys said and since you have all that and then you know the radius you can just go and snap something yeah we'll find some other fit. bleak thing yeah yeah you, you kind well, of usually the colors come from just whatever the is in the photo, the photo. yeah because you just kind of want to complement the photo that way so that's that that will determine the color scheme interesting well we all look forward to that obviously <laughs> the next the next in the uh projects you know mm-hmm. visual uh aspect of it um you brought up the lyrics being very political and uh, i was going to touch on this earlier but um Luther had mentioned that, you know, Reagan is creating stories and uh, characters and stuff like that in the lyrics. So, but as, you know, you brought up, they are kind of political as one of those songs is like, why? Obviously you can, it's pretty big, um, you know, I'm assuming it's about homelessness and people sleeping outside because that's an ongoing theme throughout the entire song. 
But yeah, yeah that would be a non that would be a non character song. That's more just just you know yeah, yeah so very is, straight is it, up and yeah is as observational as observational right, gets right right no <laughs> and is it half and half when when it comes to the you know lyrics or is that something you guys you know can touch on or I I know since Reagan's not here obviously but um, yeah. is it half and half or is it just like whatever happens what for that particular song happens. It's kind of the latter, like Raygun writes, it's all him, but he, like, basically we, we write and um, record basically uh, an entire song before we give it to him. And then he kind of does his thing and you just kind of never know what, what it's going to be about or yeah. Mm. there have been times like you know like he will sometimes like when we're hanging out being like oh you know i've been thinking about maybe writing a song about this like crazy thing or that and then he'll forget about it and we have to be like hey remember that thing you were talking about you should like do that this time you know <laughs> but, but there's a song on the album called uh tropical beaches incorporated that was like that where we kind of presented the song to him and he's like i don't know what, what i'm supposed to do with this and i was like well you kept talking about uh don, don lapree yeah. yeah like his his crazy story like why this would be like a perfect song to do that on and like he did he just like he just sat there wrote up his lyrics and then we recorded him it was awesome that's pretty cool uh how'd you guys get linked up with the flesner flesh is that my pronouncing it right the flood the flinzer flinzer yeah yeah uh, that was uh i'm pretty sure a couple of the members of the band elizabeth color wheel had shown uh, Jonathan, who runs the label, uh, our band, and Elizabeth Color Wheel is an awesome, I'd say, experimental metal band, rock band. It, they're they're very interesting, very cool band. Uh, but they they just showed Jonathan our stuff, and they just cold, you know, contacted us directly. We never we never really, you know, contacted or sol- tried to solicit ever to get any attention because again you know said it a few times but we never really intended to do anything with this just it was just supposed to be for fun so like it was very surprising when you know a real label uh, was talking to us and stuff and living in oklahoma city like it's really hard to impress how like the idea of being like signed or something does not it just doesn't even seem like a reality you just kind of like well we're just going to do this shit for ourselves and mm-hmm. you know, maybe our friends will hear it or whatever um, but yeah, so when actually what's funny is uh, the Flenser, they kind of like were doing a little bit of flirtation online <laughs> with the band accounts on social media and stuff. I was like, hey, this label's like kind of paying attention to us. And then, yeah, they, they finally reached out and kind of got the conversation going. Um, but we were like, we don't even know what we're doing with this. Like, what are the expectations of like being on a label and stuff? Yeah, because we had to make it clear that we didn't, we, at, at that time, not interested in touring a ton, not interested in putting out a ton of music, not interested in doing really a lot of anything. That yeah. was kind of, we were just like, you know, if we are down, if we're able to always do everything at our own pace and, you know, and they seem to be very down for that and... Well, and they're like the perfect label for that too, because you know it's like it's super eclectic. So like it's easy to not fit into a perfect box and like and and hang out in the sort of pantheon of like the Flinzer artist, you know. But then a lot of the 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 bands that he deals with are like bedroom projects or like one man band type things or like bands that are real bands but they're super mysterious and never play live or like like all that kind of stuff. So he like he's definitely used to dealing with projects that aren't like complete road dog full-time mm-hmm. uh, you know touring bands or whatever all that's changing for you guys though you guys had a yeah you guys dropped that debut album got all these accolades and all this hubbub about you so you know i mean you guys are gonna i think you guys are playing overseas before you play my area which is yeah. southeast <laughs> florida or uh, southeast <laughs> in florida so you know, uh, I know some people here because I heard about you guys through another band that's that's kind of local to here. Uh, they all moved to Savannah, Georgia, but the the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, Nat. Yeah, Nat and all of them. Um, I I got a. They posted some of your stuff, and um, I became a big fan of theirs because they, they they popped up a couple years ago locally here. Their band is sick. Yeah, like, it is, it's pretty it's sick. very cool. And that's one of the cooler things about. Um, you, you guys may not know, but I did this podcast for Lamb Goat for a number of years, and then I recently took over everything. So when we did that, you know, we started also opening up like our reporting to certain other bands that 
<clears throat> Alex didn't really cover or didn't have time to cover for the most part. Like he didn't know who, who was what and this is that. But so there's yeah. been there's been times where like uh, you know I've added new bands to the reporting list and Chat Pile and the Holy Ghost are two of those bands that we've added to that. So you know, <laughs> Hell yeah. it's probably us a little bit helping you guys out along the way with all those <laughs> accolades coming. And so we'll we'll take some credit for that. But uh, we appreciate it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It was only yeah, I, no. I can't I can't say that I've been from day one. It was uh, I think God's Country Singles is when I started grabbing on. I think Slaughterhouse or yeah. Or whatever the first one was is. I think that, it was Slaughterhouse was the first yeah, one. Yeah, right. I think that's yep. the first one they posted, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then yeah, as, it was a weird choice out, for yeah. a single too. Which I'm glad people liked that one because it's one of our more complicated songs to play. I think play. it was the video. Yeah. I think the video was just like weird and fucked up. It's and I was super like, weird. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's what we aim for. Like I said, you know, it's like all this. You know, where we really try not to fit into any neat tidy boxes uh as far as like our sound or our scene or anything like that i mean it seems to be working in our favor but you know it can also be challenging when people just don't know what to do with you you know yeah so touch <laughs> yeah, that was something early on just that yeah we couldn't really it was hard to book stuff because it didn't seem like we really <laughs> fit, fit on anywhere. most bills but yeah. i guess now you kind of fit fit in anywhere for the most part that's kind of what's happened is it's sort of like people sort of like claim us as their own which like i'll take it you know like i love that you know they're like hardcore kids who love us and i feel like we would so get our asses kicked in like that type of scene you know i'm like cool i'm glad people like us there yeah and there's kind of like the art the artier sort of metal world that seems to like us there's the kind of old head noise rock guys who who like us and it's like it's cool like i i love that all these different things that we love ourselves like must be coming through in the music that we're making because all these different groups are finding like that part of the band and latching yeah. onto it. You know, it is interesting. And um, yeah, like I was trying to tie it back in with what I was saying before we got off topic there with the Holy Ghost and everybody. But um, <laughs> you guys are going to start playing. You guys, I guess, plan on playing a lot more. You're playing festivals and stuff like that over uh, abroad and everything. <clears throat> do you guys plan on just doing like festival run type stuff uh or do you guys want to do like you know headlining or support tours or anything like that i mean, I, I don't know why i went directly to headlining tours but um yeah i, I think we're open to here's the thing it's like the, the the sort of momentum of the band is faster than the commitments that we take on if that makes sense yeah so like let's say it gets to a festival and then four months go by and it's people, like man we should have uh, maybe book some other stuff around that or something it's bad because it's like oh wait all these people want us to play or like hey these offers are getting bigger and bigger and that kind of thing and uh we're trying to definitely take it all with some humility and reasonability that things are going to cool off and all that but that said um we would also like to hey we're having this kind of like moment that like most bands probably really wish they could have let's take advantage of it and not fuck it up and uh i think part of that reasoning is that we need to play out more we need a tour yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean we we're doing the stuff that's announced right now is yeah we're playing in roadburn uh which will have happened by the time this comes out we're leaving on saturday for that uh mm -hmm. which it's uh and then playing some yeah just some a couple one-off or two two shows in oklahoma city in may and then we're doing denmark uh, ross guild festival playing oblivion access that's in june so it's like a couple things here and there then yeah go into the uk in august and that's kind of like a shorter that's like our first kind of like tour of that part of the year mm -hmm. but you know that that'll be that and then the idea would be to try and book some sort of you know full u.s thing either in the back half of the year you know around that yeah because uh, that yeah go ahead finish up well yeah if, if we're gonna try and potentially have this you know be if I'm not trying to have a day job, we're gonna have to <laughs> tour. I mean, it's just that—that's how you allegedly. do it. That's allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all trying to chase that's, that. We're all trying to chase that. Not having a day job. Same here. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But it's just, you know, that's just how it is. You just anyone that has played any music knows that, like, yeah, it's through touring and and merch like that. That's just how you're gonna be able to to have that income. And so at regardless of how much it is we'll probably just need to start doing more touring yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know um 
we uh we're dropping you we're actually we're dropping the split review tonight um, oh cool and it's already been out for a month and a half probably by the time you've heard this so it already has an eight so there's that uh, oh cool you know, you're <laughs> getting you're getting that firsthand but it's already been out for six weeks or so so yeah i got an eight uh why would I bring that up? What the fuck did I bring that up for? We're playing with them, with Nerver, for doing a little next month yeah, yeah, for like the split yeah, release. That too, but I, oh no, no, sorry. Yeah, Elliot, the reviewer of that, uh, is also a fellow Floridian. And when I asked everybody <clears throat> in the, our like Discord, uh, the writers Discord or whatever, I was like, "Hey, who's got questions for chat file?" Elliot was like, "When are they playing Florida?" And I was like, "I don't think they've, I, I don't think they've ever played here." And I said, they definitely don't have anything lined up to play here. But I was oh. thinking, I was like, I know they're going like abroad a couple of times. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. We also haven't played California. So <laughs> anyone in Florida, don't feel bad. Like it is, I, I, I liked a tweet from our own band that Stin tweeted out the other day that like, I can't, it's, it's very funny that we're going to Europe before we're going to fucking California. Uh, yeah, but it's just but, the weird, it's the weird, like shit that happens with this band though. It's like, we, again, like we, it was never like a plan so we're kind of just catching up all the time like i literally we like a story from the grammys.com an interview i did with them published before i like got on this this podcast it's like never if you would have asked me in 2019 when we were writing our little shitty noise rock songs that the grammys would be talking to us you know i would certainly not have guessed that let alone that we're like going to be in europe in a week and all this like crazy stuff so like you're definitely seeing a band scrambling and like <laughs> like a career together on the fly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, do do you guys work with people? I mean, obviously the uh, you're signed to the label, but do they have like uh, is it more of like an internal thing, or do you have help externally with people helping you with those types of? You know? uh, it's really just like uh, basically I do well, we have an agent, but right, yeah, right, right. Uh, Sten's our manager basically. Okay. Yeah. So we have like a booking agent now, and then um, you know the label has a publisher. PR, yeah, yeah, through the through the label. But but otherwise, all the, I do basically all the management type stuff, um, and work closely with Jonathan with the Flenser. Like if I ever need help with anything, he's a good source of information. Um, but otherwise, we're just kind of trying to figure it out on our own. Um, I'm kind of, we're like super like man the idea of like management and stuff has come up where they're just like really hesitant about it because I don't know we just don't want a bunch of cooks in the kitchen there's financial things to think about you know yeah, the yeah. music industry too is like I'm like I mean it's like as a music nerd I know how lecherous and evil the many facets of the music industry are it's like I feel like the more we can shield ourselves from yeah. people We'll get you know trying to get a hand in what we're doing. The probably safer we are, you know. I was gonna um, say, do it as long as you can for for as long as you can. Do it, yes. yes. Do it yourself for as long as you can. Yeah, because there's no. I have no delusion that we're gonna. You know, Stan even said it a little bit ago. Like, you know, we know how fickle this stuff can be, and you know, even if we're hot for a little bit, you know, we could be forgotten in two years. You know, so it's like that's why i'm kind of just like you know if people are really digging us right now and want to see us it just makes sense for us to go you know kind of play out and see what happens and you know if if we can turn that into something that is that's really awesome so yeah. so far it's been very positive the the tours that we've done we just got back with lingo uh from touring with lingua ignota and that was really awesome and super uh, positive experience that definitely like, energized us that yeah. experience yeah we're like okay well, people clearly want to see us um you know like the lingua and and the very small crew that she had were like amazing people it's just like the whole experience was super positive and so we were just kind of like okay maybe we can live like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like a reality that we can maybe do we you can know all get along in a van for many many weeks yeah well, yeah. you know, the cool thing is that because we're all like old friends, um, that part of it's like the easiest part. Yeah, just, just like hanging out. We have like a you know we that was, we only played six shows, but we were on the road for two whole weeks with you know spending the same night in the hotel room together. You know all that, and like we were having fun all the way up until the very end. You know, so. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about that part of it. <laughs> it's more just the yeah, the trap dealing with van shit and just like the logistics of everything and and then poverty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, poverty for sure. Yeah. <laughs> long long rides and poverty. Long drives and poverty. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Um, you guys <laughs> kind of dabbled on it earlier. So is there, you, you, like you said, you're trying to strike with the irons hot. So you clearly have kind of uh, been working on album number two. Does that, do you have like an idea or a timeline when any of this comes out? Because obviously you have like dates already, um, like festival dates, and you're thinking about tours at the end of the year. So, but you haven't, you haven't even really technically supported God's Country in full yet at all. This would technically be like a year later God's Country tour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, as far as like the second LP goes, like it's very much in its infancy right now. So like trying to say like when it's going to come out, like we have our own personal goals, but like, man, if the the posts are going to change so much. I would just say if like, if you're a chat pile fan and you look at our calendar, if there's any time in which we are not touring, we're probably working on writing the second album. That's, that's pretty much what we're going to be doing in our in our any time that we're not you know getting either the couple weeks before we leave or we need to start rehearsing again you know like that's usually just how we do it we just you know we write and then until it's time to rehearse and i know we're probably going to start doing you know you know adding more days a week of working on stuff and just trying to get through it but i imagine you know just throughout the summer we're going to keep working on it we already have like you know I'm not gonna. Yeah, we, we already we already have a few like instrumentals for multiple songs that we're we're I'm really excited about. I think some really cool stuff we're working on. And uh, but yeah, it's just you know it's just throughout the rest of the year. I'd hope for we'll really be able to grind it in the winter time this year. I think that's probably makes the most sense for when we're gonna have the most time to like mm-hmm. actually dedicate to just doing that. But we'll see. I mean up the, the year <laughs> next year. We'll see. You know, but it's 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 happening. We're you know uh we have just been you know it will take the Flenser really cracking the whip on needing a new album probably before we're like, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So you're dragging your, you're dragging your feet. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> loud and clear. We heard we heard you loud and clear. All right. Well we're... okay to go back to what I was saying earlier, time is always our enemy, so we'll, we'll just see. Yeah, and the, if we get more time to work on stuff, then it makes it way easier to to grind it. Because, I mean, the way that we did all of God's Country was basically one or two nights a week for months. Like, we just got together a couple nights a week to try and work on one song until it was done, and then move on to the next one. And that's just, it took a while to do, and, you know, it's not a very efficient way to record, but... It is just how we record, so that is how it's going to be. <laughs> it's, middle, so, it's middle America. Everything's slower in the middle. Yeah, right? exactly. Just say that. Just um, start yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll we'll end on this. What are the overall like? What what's and again, you we've kind of touched a little bit on it, but as you continue to play shows, grow, release more music, what is the overall goal for? the band itself not the art project part of it but just the band i don't know i mean i've already we just kind of had a conversation about this the other day we were talking about like what our goals should be going forward and stuff and my i just like is it a grammy you already got the interview (laughs) (laughs) i know it's more just i just we're already hitting all the stuff that would have been goals for me like my goals would have been to go play music you know uh overseas or you know even for me i'd never in any band put out a vinyl record and so that was always a huge thing for me and so we did that with you know the eps first and then like well the lp that was like okay that is an album the first album i've ever put out really uh so that was like a big milestone and so now where we're at right now it's just like it's hard for me to even it's like man everything's been happening it's just like i guess having it be some sort of sustainable you know allow me to not work a nightmare uh day job that i hate anymore that would be awesome i mean if it doesn't happen though that's fine too you know i can it's it's just uh, well because uh, for me like on that like i i'm always at a weird crossroads in that like it would be amazing if we could turn this into some type of sustainable like uh career but at the same time the output that we do comes first in my opinion and i find that a lot of bands when they get into kind of a steady situation where a band is like their main income they get really tied up in this like album cycle tour cycle album cycle tour cycle thing and then all of a sudden you start getting these like shitty albums from these legacy bands that have been around way too long and to me 
you know, I don't ever want to find myself in that position and I will sacrifice like maybe be, being able to make a living to make sure that that type of thing doesn't happen. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but I just like, it's, I don't want to be the type of band that puts out a record every two years and it's the same crap over and over and over and it's bad. You know, it's like, I really like, it's important to me that the artistic vision of whatever we're doing is like at the forefront of the, the project, you know, and then if we can pay our bills or whatever, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so like, <clears throat> you kind of we're talking about be a band that you know puts out subpar stuff and one of the bands that i was thinking that you might want to tour with might be like a band that's similar to that kind of and in and out of its own you know in and out of its own way in its career but corn you know corn has i mean i would i would gladly obviously you would gladly yeah. tour with them but they've uh, they've also released a couple duds over the years you know oh yeah but you know i think they're kind of finding like a, their footing again like uh and the, the last couple of albums like you know look i'm a huge fan and i could talk about corn all day long <laughs> um but uh you know i a band like that's a little bit different to me because they are so huge it almost doesn't count anymore. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Or, or something like that. It's like, at this point, you are just like a corporate entity. Like, you're a tax code with like, <laughs> like hands out W9s and stuff like that, like to a massive industry. Um, yeah, the corn industrial complex yeah, is totally. just like, yeah. yeah. So you, you have to kind of take that stuff with like a grain of salt, you know. I, I, I kind of think of it more in terms of like bands that are kind of in the middle gray area that obviously sustain themselves but maybe have outworn their welcome or whatever you know but yeah do if corn asks us to tour you better believe we'll... <laughs> yeah, they, they do <laughs> have management if you're listening to this <laughs> they, they've definitely brought on a couple like uh the 68 the band with josh goggin yeah from, yeah uh chariot norma jean he's they've toured did and... code orange go with them yeah they, orange, i mean yeah. They, they definitely did slipknot so you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, so is that kind of where, like, <clears throat> where do you think your audience lays? Is it within that new metal loving crowd, or is it within the metal I crowd? Or? So. I don't think so. I think no. it's too weird for them. That would be a for us thing. That would definitely be a, I feel like you don't everyone think in the crowd would hate our guts, and we would just be oh, happy no, no, no. to be yeah, hanging I should, out. I should, I should, <laughs> I, what I should clarify is, like, your audience, not, like, the audience, not... Strike it from like a tour show uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. conversation. The, like your the people who attend like Ozfest or so to speak are those more people that, that are in your audience or is it the different kind of metal fan that isn't going to like all the metal shows per se, but they like sludge or grunge kind of like you know. I think it's more in that world because like I'm I'm sure there are people like that are kind of more like mainstream metal fans that would appreciate what we do. And like, we're kind of learning that they're they They are out there, which is like blows my mind. Cause I think of our band as being very weird, accessible yeah. stuff, but, but they exist. But I do think like the core audience for our type of music are going to be more people who are a little more adventurous, you know, like, like for instance, us touring with Lingua Ignota makes perfect sense. Cause to me, that's like a very like crossover sort of art, you know, an, an audience that's very open-minded to eclectic styles of yeah do you, do you see yourself playing more post-metal shows or be, <clears throat> because again i don't know because i think you could like moonlight in these different realms like i think a lot of new metal fans may actually do may like you i think you might be yeah. pigeonholing yourselves because you want to have those <laughs> cool shows like you know the tour you just went <laughs> on and stuff that, that's those are cool for like the the gatekeeper people that you're talking to, but I think you could, I think you could sneak around. Well, no, it's not. Look, I, look if, if there's enough people to fill a thousand uh, cap venue for chat pile out there, I'm not saying I'm all taking that. All, I'm, I'm taking all covers. Yeah, like, I'm definitely not too cool for to play arenas or whatever, or like play to like an audience that like their favorite bands are like Mudvayne and Chevelle or whatever. Like, I will, any anyone is invited to the party, and I think that rocks. I think realistically trying to su sustain or like set your like our sights on something like that just doesn't make sense i just think that we're too weird and like on the other side of things i don't necessarily want to pigeonhole ourselves with the whole post metal thing either because like again it's like i think we have like a noise rock fan base that um is definitely out there you know there's 
hardcore kids seem to like what we're doing, even though we're not very hardcore. It's like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know how to bridge all those gaps and get all this. <laughs> it's place. just mixed metal. metal. When we, we, we yeah. just, whenever <laughs> we do shows locally, we always just try and do, you know, I love mixed bills basically. Yeah. So Man. I would love to continue doing that, especially if we do like a headlining tour, I would love to bring a assortment of bands that aren't necessarily just, you know, noise rock and stuff like you know we have a lot of tastes i want to see stuff that you know that i'd love to see every night and uh we've definitely what we've been brainstorming about like different bands to reach out to about who to tour with and stuff and i i definitely that is something that i think of as well it's not just like you know the chat pile show like if we are asking someone to come with us i want it to be like uh you know i want it to make sense like as for the audience and uh give them something that is cool you know and have that be a cool collection of music and so with like the lingua ignata thing i thought that like it made sense to for us to go play with her because that it makes you know, sense no one's saying yeah. that doesn't make sense but yeah no you can also no, play I, just, with I just thought it's cool yeah fucking like yeah. Rebelly or whoever else new yeah. metal band you know i mean i think the answer is like we just have to kind of like jump hop around we have to hop around to yeah. like i want to i i, I yeah. do want to do different stuff i want to hop around and like just you know if if we have fans out there that are you know in other places, I'd like to to bring it to them. You know, yeah. like that's that's definitely something I want to do. Because I mean, I didn't get into music through in a, in a cool way. You know, like I'm 33, I got into music through new metal and through like like or, you know through pop, pop punk and stuff yeah, and just yeah. stuff that you know genres that people make fun of and shit. And so I you know. Yeah, I mean, we're from small town, <laughs> and I'm I'm old enough for it to be pre-internet. So it's like I'm definitely like, yeah, dude. I I got to like weird, crazy music through you know Pantera and Corn and Nirvana mm. that kind of stuff, and then found my way backwards. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the other. Way. That's how we all did it. That's how we all did yeah. it. <laughs> um, I want one more thing, and then we'll I'll cut you loose because we're getting toward that that time. But. You guys are very prevalent on Twitter about Oklahoma drivers, and <laughs> being being from Florida, I could probably yeah. say that we could go ahead, ahead on on yeah. that. Yeah. So what what is it with the uh, what, what is it with the Twitter and just the showcasing the the accidents with uh, with the <laughs> so, Oklahoma okay. drivers? Well, I do think that we have particularly bad drivers because Oklahoma. So people may not know this about Oklahoma City, but uh, we're only we're the twenty fifth largest city in terms of population but we're like the third largest city in america in terms of land mass you want to know who the first one is Dude. no i it's uh it's jacksonville there you go Boom. okay perfect yeah we're on the list I, I watch jeopardy there you go <laughs> so um because of that driving culture is like it like pedestrian like if you try to walk or ride your bike around here you it is a death sentence yeah no, no way it's horrifying um, but then on top of that, because of the driving culture, we're also a drinking culture. So people are just driving around drunk, picking up <laughs> phones, driving in the houses constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but here's another thing is that I don't, uh, to be totally fair, I don't think this is like a purely an Oklahoma phenomenon. I think what it is, is it is an Oklahoma media phenomenon. So <laughs> they, love to, they love to cover that shit and I love to jump on it and like repost it whenever I see it. Um, another one I've noticed are they like our local news loves posting cop propaganda about like canines and stuff. It's <laughs> I've seen you guys share that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did culminate in the other day. There was like some weather and there was like a, a car had crashed into like the, like I don't know, a, a pole or something right in front of the power station where the the cover of God's country is, and someone got a photo of that, just being like, "It's just, it's too much. It's the simulation is just breaking it's these days." Meta, you yeah, know? it's meta beyond meta. <laughs> well, boys, it was great having you on. I appreciate your time. Oh well, I mean, God, one more, you one more thing. Yeah, one no worries. One more thing. One more thing. Just because I was going to bring it up earlier, and you may not answer it. You may answer it. Who knows? But clearly, you don't have to tell everybody your real names. But what's with the using of the names in the band? Oh yeah. 
So that was Raygun's idea from the beginning, and he he wanted to do like a uh, Dead Kennedys t- style like punk thing. So again, like, I like, can't let all my other fans from all my other music realize <laughs> I'm doing this dog shit band with you guys, making all this noise. <laughs> there might have been some uh, self preservation involved, but <laughs> for me, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, it was more just yeah. It was just kind of like when Ray suggested it, he was basically like, we should have fake punk names and mine is ray gun bush like he just already had it locked and loaded <laughs> and uh i mine is from like a uh there's a comedy guy uh longmont potion castle that some people may know but he uh does weird like surreal prank calls and stuff and a character name that he used one time was luther manhole and so i just like took that and then, yeah, it was just, I don't know, when it was suggested to do, yeah, it made me think of Dead Kennedys, you know, uh, just like, you know, East Bay Ray and Jello Biafra and stuff like that. Just uh, it's something fun to do. Again, never really thought anyone would listen to us or care. So I've joked around before that I am now like, it's I, it's weird that I've locked myself into Luther Manhole as a a person I have to be yeah. sometimes. We can evolve it over time. You can be like Lou or I want to call you <laughs> Drop G. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're definitely like, because uh, no it was one of those things where like we posted about you guys and I think the press release has like your original name in it. And then we got an email uh, like a couple hours later like, hey, can you change it to Stin? They go by Stin. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My name has been thrown out there so many times that I'm like the least precious about it, you know? Uh, but now, so- now it's just for, it's just... I, I just want people to use the the stage names just for consistency's sake. I think it's just more if you know, if if they we just use this everywhere, it's just you know it's confusing if people you know if going by a whole bunch of different names. I mean, like it's are, confusing yeah. if you have an online persona name and a real name <laughs> yeah. in real life, and people have to disseminate <laughs> yeah. which or which uh-huh. one to use. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's almost like that. we didn't think it out at all, and this has just happened. Yeah, yeah, I deal with it all the time. People are like call me three names. I have my main name, David, and then yeah. which my most of my family calls me or whatever. And then people then have the problem between do I call him Dave or David? <clears throat> and then that I don't. I'll answer either. And then you add on this whole persona of Lurk, and it's like they'll people get people who meet me for uh, who meet me recently. Have no problem calling me Lurk. If you call, if I, oh, if yeah. I meet you in, I'm, I'm Lurk. It's everybody that has either called me Dave or David, who or whatever. They have a problem with saying Lurk first, and so they'll say like uh, Pete from Remembering Never uh, and uh, Ether Coven. When we ever, whenever we talk, he refers to me by all three names. He just calls me like Lurk, <laughs> David, David, and it's just like whatever, that, dude. That's the weird thing that's been happening in our world too. Is like now, like people, like friends that I've had for you know decades, calling me oh. Stan and yeah, like call me Luther now. It just like, is weird. They, they, weird. Get, they get a kick out of it. It's, They're yeah. like getting a kick out of it, and so it is kind of like you know giving us a little shit, I think. But it's also just I don't know. Fuck it. It's it's whatever. Yeah. It's it's fine. But yeah, I, I have that a little bit too. My my, I'll, you know, behind the curtain, my my first name is Griffin. Yeah. So people people call me Griff a lot or Griffin or I, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, people, lots of different stuff. So yeah. Well, awesome boys. Right, we had a great time with you here, and <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, in the next you know next year, I can get to see you guys play down here because your we'll schedule, Florida. your schedule is so. <laughs> so packed and you're gallivanting around the world before you even play like the coastlines but you know to each his own i guess however your trajectory takes you <laughs> well we would love to to head down there sometime so but thank you so much for having us yeah really- thanks oh yeah no great. problem um yeah just keep putting it out and we'll keep putting it we'll keep posting it so again right, we'll it was do. a great time and um i'll send you guys the review i guess or whatever and you can sure. share that and in five to six weeks whatever we'll share this <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a good one, boys. See ya. Peace. Bye. 
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.